whatever you do for the least of your brothers and sisters, you do unto Jesus himself. And whatever you do not do for the least of your brothers and sisters, you do not do unto Jesus himself. Today's gospel speaks about justice. And sometimes here at the Shrine of Divine Mercy, we don't speak about justice enough. And sometimes we get accused, all you do is speak about mercy, mercy, mercy. What about justice? Okay, I'm going to give you a homily on justice then. If you want a homily on justice, I will give you a homily on justice. We speak about mercy because mercy is more comforting to us. Because mercy is, is what we truly desire and want. But there is justice. There is two coins. There is two sides to God. Two sides of the coin. There is on the one side mercy. But there is on the other side justice. And as Jesus says in the diary of St. Faustina. If you refuse to pass through the door of my justice, of my mercy, then you will pass through the door of my justice. It's we who choose. It's we who choose mercy or justice. If we do not choose mercy, then we choose justice. That's why we always present mercy here first, so that you will choose mercy, so that you will ask for mercy, so that you will be merciful. But if you do not choose that, then you will fall into the hands of the God of justice. So there's always two sides to these homilies. There's like the A side of a record and a B side of a record. And probably if you're younger, you're probably like, what's a record? Well, I think records are popular still. There's an A side and a B side. The A side is the song that we really want to listen to. And the B side is like, yeah, it's a good song, but... You know, we listen to it every now and then. So we want the A side, which is mercy. But there's a B side, justice also. And so the gospel today shows us judgment. Judgment will happen. And there's two kinds of judgment. There's the first is the particular judgment of each person. The second is the general judgment of nations itself. Whole nations will be judged based on their conduct. That's pretty scary. That's pretty, when you think about the 20th century and some nations, pretty scary. So particular judgment is each one of us, first of all, each one of us will die. So this whole notion that we're going to live forever on earth. It's a false notion. It's secularism. We will die. We will die one day. I will die. I don't know when. The mystery is we don't know when we will die. Each one of us listening here does not know when we will die. Some of us listening may die this year. We may die this year. It's a scary thought. We may die this year. We don't know. 
There is no guarantee. There's no guarantee as far as your age. You could die at any age. You could die at any time in your life. That is why how should we be prepared if we're going to die? Then after we die, there's a particular judgment. As people relate in near death experiences, that they, they always go through this tunnel and they see this light and God is there. And they, see, they say that they see their whole life. You know, they see their whole life flashing by. They see everything, everything in their life. They see all their actions, all their inactions. They see all their good. They see all their bad. They hear all their words that they spoke. They even hear their thoughts of the, of the way that they're thinking. And that's scary. Even your thoughts are judged. So we're judged on actions, words, and thoughts. That's, that's a good way of examining your conscience for confession. What are my actions? What are my words? What are my thoughts itself. And so if we're judged on that, how pure must we be? How much we need to ask for God's mercy? And so we see all that. And Jesus, after we see our lives, asks us two questions. Did you love me? And the second question, did you love your neighbor? And we will only answer that after seeing our life. It won't be the question he will ask us first. Because we have to first see our lives in order to answer that question. Those two questions. Did you love me? Did you love your neighbor? And the truth will be right before us. It will be right there. And we will have to answer truthfully to God. And so if that's how our judgment is going to be, what must we do in this life? And so the way that Jesus judges us is what are on the corporal works of mercy. There I go with mercy again. There you go, Father, with mercy again. I thought you were going to preach about justice. If you don't do mercy, justice will come. So these are the corporal works of mercy. And this is how nations are going to be judged. So not only individuals, particular judgment will be judged on the works of mercy. Whole nations will be judged on the works of mercy. Because Jesus says he's gathering the nations before him. And he's the king on his glorious throne. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And every king, every president, every politician will be before the king of kings. That's scary. That's scary. If you've been given power in this life, you will have to answer for that power. Because as Jesus said to Pilate, you would have no power over me unless it were given to you from above. So God is the one who gives people power on earth, but then that power is taken away and we'll have to answer for that. So then he judges us on the corporal works of mercy. Where are the corporal works of mercy? And he says to the good, for I was hungry and you gave me food. To feed the hungry is the first corporal work of mercy. I was thirsty 
he gave me drink, given drink to the thirsty. A stranger, and you welcome me to welcome the stranger or the homeless. Naked, and you clothe me to clothe the naked. Ill, and you cared for me to visit the sick, to tend to the sick. In prison, and you visit, you visit me to visit the imprisoned. These are the corporal works of mercy. And then the righteous answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When do we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And then the king will answer, amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. So think of how many opportunities during the day do we have to feed the hungry. I always think about parents with a lot of children. And what are the children doing, you know, during the evening? Mom, what's for dinner? Dad, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And then you feed them. What are you doing? You're feeding the hungry. You give them something to drink. You're giving drink to the thirsty. Parents do the works of mercy. They don't know it, but they're doing the works of mercy by feeding, clothing their children. But when you reach out to the homeless, when you reach out to the poor, when you visit the sick, anyone in the medical profession, you're doing a work of mercy because you're visiting the sick every single day. You're carrying them. You're trying to cheer them up. Or if, or, or if you're a surgeon, you're, you're helping to fix whatever is wrong in their body. And so the medical profession is really wonderful because you can do works of mercy every day as a medical professional. Some people visit prisoners who are imprisoned. Now, the, the prisoners that are in prison, do some of them deserve to be there? Absolutely. But sometimes they need someone to visit them to share the gospel with them. I, I had a, a gentleman one time, he wrote to me from a hospital, and he, he told me in the letter that he deserved, I mean, he wrote to me from prison. I'm sorry. And he told me that the things that he did in his life, he deserved to be in prison. But he said someone gave him a copy of the diary of St. Faustina. And he said he did the novena to the divine mercy. And he said it absolutely has changed his life. This was a gentleman in prison who wrote me. He said it absolutely changed his life. He was asking if he could receive any more material, which we gave him, and that he was going to try to make reparation for the sins of his life while he was imprisoned. That's the power of divine mercy. Yes, he was going through justice by the civil court system, but also there's even mercy for those who have done wrong for prisoners. 
because you think of the good thief on the cross. He was a thief. So he deserved the sentence. That's what he said. We deserve this. We deserve the penalty. But Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. He asked for mercy. He was given mercy. But yet still accepting justice because he died on the cross. So mercy and justice are mixed a lot of times in our life. Think of all the opportunities we have to practice mercy so that we don't fall into the hands of justice. Now, the flip side, I'm gonna, that was kind of like the A side of this homily. Now I'm going to give you the B side of this homily. All you who want justice, yes, come on, give me justice, Father. You, know, you have some people like that. So justice is also there. And Jesus says to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed, and to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And these are the people that do not do the works of mercy. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food, people that starve other people. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. And then they will say, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? And he will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. A lot of people will say, why doesn't God do anything against evil? Why doesn't God do anything to stop evil? We, we see evil in our midst all the time. You're seeing it right now in Ukraine. Why doesn't God do anything to stop it? Why doesn't God punish those who are doing evil? Those who are starving people, those who are killing people, those who are displacing people. Why doesn't God do anything? Why doesn't God punish them? Why doesn't God send fire from heaven upon them? It's because God relents in his punishment on earth in order to give us time for mercy, time to repent. Because after this life, if a person has done those things, they will see it before the king. And they will have to answer. And if they did not do the works of mercy, then they will suffer for all eternity. They will suffer with eternal punishment and fire for all eternity. Worse than any suffering ever here on earth. Worse than anyone could ever go through here on earth will be what someone suffers after this life. That is why God has all eternity to punish a sinner. He has all eternity. Yes, he could punish them right now 
but he has all eternity to punish a sinner who does not repent. But that's why he relents in his punishment and he gives us time to repent. He gives us time for his mercy. But there will come a time of judgment for that particular person and for a particular nation. There will also come a time of judgment. So that is why in Lent, it's like we look to the future of, yes, justice of judgment. It's not to scare us. It's not to frighten us. Rather, it's to inspire us to lead better, better lives, to be better people. So if you look in the mirror at yourself and you see that, boy, I look like a goat. I don't look like a sheep. You ever see a goat with their horns and their butt and everyone? And goats are rambunctious. If, you, if any of you are farmers and know a goat compared to a sheep. And sheep are just dumb. They're just there. They're eating their grass. And they're following the shepherd's orders. So if you look in the mirror and you say, I have a lot of goat in me. I don't have a lot of sheep. Not meek, not humble. I'm not reaching out to others. My life is all about myself. I'm not feeding others. I'm not giving of myself. I'm not visiting the poor and the sick. I'm not doing that. And that's why we need a good examination of conscience during that. And you could always change. You could always say, I want to be a sheep. I want to be on the right side, not the left side. I don't want to be a goat at the end. I want to change. That's where it first begins. And you can do that today, not tomorrow. Don't say, well, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that good work. I'll do that. I'll say that good word tomorrow. Don't do it tomorrow. There's no guarantee you will be here tomorrow. You don't know. Do it today. If you find that you need to make a change, do it today. As they say, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of mercy. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to make a change in our life. Do these things that God has asked you to do. Love your neighbor in order that you may truly love God. And when you do those things, you will not fall into the hands of justice, but you will fall into the hands of mercy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. 
Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.